You are listening to Level Up Your Gaming Podcast, episode 58, Random Events. Today we talk about using random events in your games. We discuss examples provided by our listener on why we think these can add some interesting flavor to your games. We also discuss other genres and how to do different types of events in those games. You can also find some of the resources for online tools we suggested in the last podcast in the description of today's episode. If you'd like to participate in the discussion or leave us feedback, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. If you like the content and want to hear more of the show, subscribe and we'll ensure you don't miss an episode. New episodes come out almost every Wednesday. Also, please review, tell a friend about the podcast, or share with your gaming group. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Level of Your Gaming Podcast. My name is Aaron, and joining me in person, he's a master of causing chaos at every turn, Jared. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? How you? What have you been up to? Um, you know, not a whole lot. It's actually been kind of a few quiet weeks, which is really nice. Um, I'm home. I know, you're, you're, you're brighter, you're shining brighter when I, I see you. You're, uh, you're happier. I'm it's... happier. I'm home. <laughs> I'm not in some other state. Uh, no, I, I mean, like, I've got some travel coming up, but, you know, I kind of got some really great uh, notice, you know, like, hey, we want to plan it for this month and this month, and it's going to be about a week, so it's not like a, not like I'm going to be living there for a month. Um, so, you know, uh, places that I'm also familiar with, and, you know, so I kind of already know where to go and how to get around. So, yeah, no, um, that's pretty much it. Um, how about you? Um, not too much. Like, so we're uh, getting close. By the time uh, listeners hear this, it will have been my brother's wedding. Um, we're trying to to get some podcasts recorded because I will be gone for like a month. Yeah. And so, uh, so if you're if you emailing us and you're not hearing your subject, uh, it's coming up. It will be happening yeah. here. But we're uh, we're a little bit uh, we're we're trying to build up a little bit of backlog here because it just won't have all the tools for recording these while while I'm away. Uh, so I'll bring you behind the curtain to the production side of things. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, we're uh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, things are going well. Uh, looking looking forward to that trip. Looking forward to everything else. And um, you know, looking forward to well, we'll see how things are when I get back here in Illinois. And we'll <laughs> I, I may I may be looking forward to it. I may well I'll be looking forward to being home. Yeah, I mean that that'll be nice. We'll be we'll be gone for quite a while. So yeah, yeah. All right, so what's our topic for today? All right, well, so we're going to cover the other suggestion. We kind of made a topic out of the the email from uh, from Gary last time. Gary had sent us uh, Gary sent us two emails on our about our fifty second episode, and um, he we already did uh, and paid off one of his uh, his topics that he asked about, which is improving your locations. And this time we're going to be talking about um, random events. That kind of yes, happen. because he had a very interesting uh, point that he brought up in the email, which is, um, you know, have you ever worked with something like this? So what he ends up doing is he's got an event table of like seventy percent negative and thirty percent positive events, and what he ends up doing is he'll put those onto like playing cards, mm-hmm. and while you're in like the forest of, uh, I think he called it oogity boogity. Yes, uh, he did. <laughs> um, he did call it the forest of oogity boogity. Uh, yeah, or the haunted forest of oogity boogity. Um, <laughs> He then <laughs> at times will pull a card and you'll get something like uh, you walk into a glade of pure white flowers, regain a hit point. Okay, he's playing AD&D, so you know, this might you might need to scale these differently based on the games that you're playing. Um, or uh, you 
the negative events could be like you step in a deep pile of sticky mud uh, and you have to remove your boot uh, from the goop. Now your boot's crusted with the, the mud. It's uncomfortable. You have a disadvantage on stealth rolls or something like that. Um, and so he's just as asking, have we ever used something like that in our games? And we looked at it and we said, we haven't, but no. we'd love to talk about it because we'd, uh, we, <clears throat> we've never used like an organized table of like random encounter events. I've never built one. Um, the closest thing I've ever done is like, I, I created a list way back in the, in the day of subplots in a, in a city. It was a vampire game. Um, it was so short lived. I don't even think that I ended up using the table of like random times that I would pop in a subplot, you know? So like, okay, at this, you know, here's my random list. And if it seems a little dull, I'm going to pop in the subplot. Um, but we've never done a random table and really Gary's system was really kind of cool. And it didn't like me a little bit of psychology. And if Gary, if you're listening, uh, a little bit of a half glass empty, huh? 30% versus 70 positive versus negative. Hmm? Well, you can't just have all positive events. I'm just saying a little, uh, little half glass empty. Yep. <laughs> Bad outweighing the good Gary. Hmm? Hmm? just a little bit more <laughs> no, I'm kidding okay but uh, I, I really uh, found his system really cool I you know obviously we thought it was such a really cool tool that we wanted to share it on the podcast um, you know and it's simple uh, playing cards um, people could do a, D, a d10 roll but the playing cards is nice because then you eliminate the number uh, so you can't hit the same number twice um, so uh, one of the things about adding randomness to a game. Now, some people might say, well, why, why add random, uh, random events bring a humanistic or realistic approach to, uh, the game as a whole. So, um, a lot of our days, you know, think about it when you get home to your husband, wife, significant other, uh, your cat, and you're telling them about your day. Yeah, what I talk to my cat. I'm, I'm cool. With I know, that. I know. I see you talk to your cat all the time. Like she's a human. <laughs> it's mostly Lily. Get your face out of there, but <laughs> what? Whatever. But, um, you know, if 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 you think about what we talk about, we typically talk about not like our our typical day. We talk about the weird events that happen throughout our day. You know what I mean? The random crap that we see. You know, like oh man, I was driving down two ninety four. And uh, which is a major highway here in, in Chicagoland. Uh, and, you know, I saw a, a, a police chase, you know, that's what you tell your spouse about. You don't tell them like, well, I got to work. I answered, uh, answered a lot of emails, got those done pretty quick. You know, we, we don't, we don't talk about that. We talk about the weird stuff. Yes. And random encounters are both mundane, but weird. And really like the boot stuck in the mud thing was really cool. Um, why historically very accurate, um, roads weren't well-maintained. They didn't have a department of highways or, or roads, streets and sanitation or whatever, you know? So after a good rainstorm, it, it's easy to get your boots stuck in a, in a, a good pot of mud. And then, you know, either the player has the choice to stop, clean off the mud, um, you know, or they have the choice to take the, the penalty. You know, so the, the random encounters really adds a flair of, of mm, 
realism in, in, in situational, uh, non-life-threatening Yeah, I think that's what conflict. I liked about the uh, the encounter example he gave. But again, I don't know what other cards you have there, Gary. Um, but it's better than being like, like you fall into a pitfall trap. Like, that seems so weird. Way better. It, it seems so weird to happen, like, in a forest. Like, who's putting all these pitfall traps in all these forests? <laughs> Local hunter. Impossible. Lazy hunter. <laughs> Lazy hunter. I just dig a bunch of pitfall traps all over the place. And I, I go just, check them in the morning. Go check them in the morning. Found someone. Uh, there, there you go. Got ah, a, shit. Got a Kill the guy. All right. <laughs> well, let's get him out and reset the trap. <laughs> You've but, killed like I mean, 14 people and gotten but, like two deer. But I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's fun because now you're playing with a disadvantage um, from a situation that happened. The negative effect isn't so punitive yeah it's like it's like well you know it could be rectified by taking a turn probably or a couple turns to to clean off the boot yep all right um but it is enough that it's like it's like this is now an inconvenience for me to have happen here um it reminded me a lot of um of what nick said he would do if he ever was gonna be yeah the jenga wasn't it jenga jenga yeah he was gonna have situations on jenga blocks he was going to pull Jenga blocks, and when the whole thing came down, ring down, something awful was going to happen. Oh, I didn't remember that part. Of oh, that. my God, yes. He had a whole plot, like he was going to put situations on Jenga blocks, and you had to pull them, and then, you know, essentially. Tan- tangentially, there is an entire role-playing system built around Jenga blocks. Get the... F- no, no, I'm serious. And, and your difficulties for doing stuff, the GM sets them as, um, you know, you need to pull this many blocks out of there. And then when it, it when it goes up and it comes crashing down, that's the end of the, the story. The story collapses at that point. Like, it ends, like, there. It's it's kind of weird. That's insane. <laughs> you finally come upon the big monster. Or, 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 you guys, we've I been playing remember. this game for a month. Click, poof, game over. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if, if it results in, like, like, that's the death of that character, effectively, or something like that. It, it, there's a bunch of weird... I, I, I need to look more into it, but there is a system based upon taking Jenga blocks out of there. And then, so the GM's just like, um, yeah, that's going to be two Jenga blocks. And so you pull two Jenga blocks out. If you do it, you succeed. And if you don't, <laughs> um, I mean, God bless game developers because they're always coming up with new and cool ways to try to I mean, that, I mean, try to bring that, fate. That that, may, that makes for a very fast. Oh game my god! Because you could you could have people fall apart fast in that game. Yeah, real fast, just like a choop. Like, well, you're dead. <laughs> I didn't even open my bag of Cheetos. <laughs> but that, 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 that's such a such an aside to that. But uh, what? But no, what, 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 it, it reminded me of what Nick said because Nick said, like, you know, well, I'm going to have it where if you eat something, I'm going to roll perhaps that it's bad. And then later on, like, I you're going to have, stu- you're going to have stomach problems later on, which is going to cause you distress in serious situations. And I'm like, like, interesting. I've never <laughs> thought about balancing that within the game, but it makes sense that, like, you know, it, it gives, it gives kind of a sense of realism to the everyday life because your characters aren't always in tip top 100% shape. No, sometimes they, uh, sometimes they eat something bad and Nick did have a fascination with poop though. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He loved his poop. 
But yeah, notice the silence. And our <laughs> listeners are like, wow, he really did. Um, no, but random encounters, uh, the uh, using random encounter tables are always great. Um, D&D, I know, has like a host of random encounter tables. Um, it can, you know, you can generate using random encounters like you fight orcs, blue orcs, blue orcs with steel weapons, blue orcs with steel weapons and leather. They have no mages. Like, holy crap. Like, I mean, okay, you know. Um, but what I liked about uh, these particular um, challenges was that they were so mundane. You know, uh, for D&D, the wagon falls off the wheel. Or the wagon falls off the wheel. The wheel falls off the wagon. The wheel falls off the wagon. You know, now, okay, cool. If we go back to our, you know, our, our characters that's missing some sort of peg, you know, our more craft-oriented characters now, this is his spotlight moment. And that's that brings up a whole other idea of random cards that are designed with spotlight moments. Yeah, I think that there, there's a lot of different ways you can use this. So, like, I, I like the idea there, but every time that I've thought about doing something random in the forest of Oogity Boogity, Oogity Boogity. Uh, I always think about you know i i always think about like i'm going to put these situations that happen in the forest but this this puts uh something to happen during downtime and dead yes. time um which i haven't thought about doing which can you know if you're if you're trying to make the forest longer if you're trying to make the forest even scarier um it's it's tough when you're just having players move slowly through a map yeah because if things don't happen it's not it's boring it's boring it's it's incredibly boring it only la- the tension only lasts for so long it does you really do have a timer when it comes to scariness um i mean you can hold it as long as you can but eventually something has to attack uh it's one of my main rules when it comes to ghosts when i first did like my first ghost game ever uh all the ghosts could scare and they could leap out and they'd be like Rawr! um but they never i never had them attack players because they were you know uh transparent or they can move through incorporeal. Walls. Incorporeal, thank you. Uh, the, you know they were incorporeal, so they couldn't do any damage. And I was like, after I, I, I took that as back as a lesson, like, okay, the ghosts. I always need to make sure they can actually hurt you because otherwise they cease to be scary. Um, you know, and I know that's most people are like, well, no, duh, Jared. But you know, hey, I was twelve. Um, <laughs> he was experimenting. Okay, <laughs> we, we were trying different stories. It didn't work out. <laughs> give, me a little, give me a little slack. Um, so, you know, really with uh, random encounters, uh, modern age is fantastic for uh, random encounters, especially with uh, our characters are driving to the, you know, this location to investigate yada yada. Bam! Sideswipe by a taxi. Taxi driver gets out. He's furious. Even though he ran the red light, he's going to start yelling at you. You know, um, it's a it's a it's a conflict moment. You know, it's, it's a minor conflict. Nobody's, nobody's pulling guns over this, but it's, you know, maybe it's a time for your smooth talker to be like, listen, Gabby, you ran the red. You know, we were driving along. You ran a red light. We're okay. You're okay. Do you just want to, you know, or maybe your, uh, you know, character who likes to play with numbers is like, well, the insurance cost of this will be yada, yada to repair the car. It will be yada, yada. But, um, 
modern has has a a lot of potential for randomness um superhero oriented uh sessions you know somebody recognizes you on the street and it's All just like i and, and instead of being like it's superman you know they're just like they walk up to you and just like thank you superman and like keep on walking cool event i got recognized but they're not outing you know, how cool is that? That'd be a cool little thing. You know, it, it brings some spice to the players. Oh, maybe some people are seeing past my disguise of a pair of glasses. Because <clears throat> God knows, you know, let's take those off. I have no clue who he is. I'm still trying to get together whether or not Kent Clark is Superman. Jared I, wears I, glasses. I, I mistake him all the time. Every you know, time when he's in his house, he pulls them off. I'm like, Jared, where the hell did you go? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Sitting in Jared's chair. Jared's evil twin? um so one of the things um you know that we uh do in modern like i i've actually uh, contemplated that you know random gang encounters you know the characters are are leaving a bar that they just investigated and you know three gang members come up and they want to take their wallet that that's a little bit more confrontational um you know they walk up and they find a wallet you know i don't know something there there's a lot of things that you need to sit down really to devise the system and i mean like I, I can't imagine that it's it takes that long or is that hard now i find the easiest one to do is probably sci-fi sci-fi you know the engine blows the magnetic decoupler has is getting a little shaky and makes loud noises and you're half deaf when you land because you, know, you just can't hop out of the spaceship in the middle of flight and fix that. Well, that is the problem with doing the modern nights thing is that it's based on a sense of reality and science fiction is obviously fiction. You know what? I don't need your sass today. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, one of the reasons why D&D works because it is based, it's got the best of both worlds. It's based in a sense of reality of the past and it's also got fiction. You know what? You are sassy today. I am sassy. Oh, did you eat your Wheaties this morning? I ate my Wheaties this morning. Actually, I didn't eat my Wheaties. I don't do that. I'm a keto. But, uh, <laughs> I know. Did you have your eggs this morning with bacon? Uh, with sausage. Outstanding. And pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> our, our listeners don't have to know that. Um, so, no, random encounters, I fully endorse them. Random encounter tables... I fully endorse them. Um, it's a good way of adding stuff. Like, so it's it's pre-work that you can do before that, that that's applicable anywhere that effectively you put it. Yeah. So it means that if you then create, we can tie this into the other episode, which is the, the inn, the tavern, and how to improve the location. Well, you have these random encounters. If you flushed them out enough, you can have random encounters that can happen outside, random encounters that can happen inside, um, yeah, though that can give you the ability to add something to a scene if you ever cho- choose to need to do it or want to do it. And and it does. Um, you know, in, in some one of the great things about random encounters is that um, characters and players might choose to disengage from them. If they're a little bit more serious of the situation, might be like, I don't feel like getting involved. You could put your players in some serious moral conundrums uh-huh. um, that go along with it, effectively. So you can have your players. You get you have a. I mean, again, you can put you can create so many different types of these um, along the way. So you could have like 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 
moral conundrum conflict encounters okay like like now you've got you know a bar fight breaks out it's not directed against you it's for once it's not caused by your players it's not caused by your players (laughs) it's just happening like you know and people are like oh my god the owners are like uh what do we do call the call the the guard or, or something you know and patrons are just like we don't want anything to do with this we're leaving and like see what your players might do your players just might be like listen we're not getting there we're not gonna be part of this <laughs> you know what that makes, we, that makes, that makes we started the last four bar fights the fifth and we're not getting involved um or has somebody run up and like like oh my god like i I need, I need a ride. I need, I need to get out of here. Like, like, yeah, like, 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 wait, what? Like, it's <laughs> got a giant bag with a money sign. On it. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. It's just, you get out. Of I here. need a horse. Can you lend me your horse? I'll buy your horse. Where did you get that giant bag with the money sign on it? Don't ask. Can I buy your horse? It's a no questions asked situation. I need the horse. I think my brother and I always wanted to try to get like a bunch of money. Put it in a bag with the dollar sign on it. Go to a dealership and just be like, "Quick, I need to buy a car." <laughs> See what they would do. Um, only problem is we don't have stacks of cash. Um, so, um, well, I guess you could put like. But I mean, you could put your player players in moral situations, or you could have, uh, you know, a dispute break out in a home. Like, so they hear an argument, and then the person comes running out. Yeah, and you know they they bump into them and they they get irate with the players. See how your players about react. Are your players going to play the you know the morally good side of things and try to find out what's going on between them? Are your players going to like eh, listen? I don't want anything to do with this. Listen, if this doesn't involve dragon slaying, I don't really do that. I don't care. Do you see this? This is a dragon tooth necklace. I don't get involved with the pithy. Uh, you know, domestic disputes or domestic violence situations. Or you might have characters who've been like, you touched that woman? And it's like, yeah, I did. I kill dragons. Now I'm going to kill you. Um, you know, or whatever. Whatever situation that you may have. Again, you can always use anything that is unplanned to produce a planned outcome at some point absolutely um or to to introduce new story stuff and just kind of make things more unique i I, my my thought would be is um if you want to have like bigger stories hidden behind some of these encounters write some encounters with some general outlines of stuff that you want to have happen afterwards and let your and maybe include those in these random scenarios because Again, one of the things that I, I like to do or that I think that we like to do is we like to produce situations for the players to go into. We like yes. to we like to create you always like to create conflicts. So like in my last game I had a bar fight that was gonna happen. It was I was gonna get you into that bar fight. Okay. I knew It was funny because like I had a fight that I was intending on getting you guys into and you guys were both like, Nope, nope, nobody nope. It's just like, we sidestepped it was an it, it wasn't it's not it, Again, when you when you think encounter, encounter doesn't have to be physical combat. No, yeah, you uh, intimidated the heck out of a bunch of frat boys. It it, it it it's designed to be something that is tense and that your players are doing their best to circumvent or resolve that conflict, no ma- some way or another. So um, I even had music. What? I even had music. I'm sure you did. I'm sure it was Ram Jam 
Black Betty, something like that. Yeah, it was a, it was a boys are back in town. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, it was, it, it would have been fine, and it would have been, uh, you know, we would have been throwing somebody would have been, picked Instead, up a chair and Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I, uh, I, I, I used my my social skills, which is where I'm a Viking. I mean, I it granted, was actually great. I, I granted you, you did give me the win there. And I was like, it's like I'm still expecting one of them to throw a punch at Brian. Uh, you know what? Like, or I, or I was expecting Brian to potentially throw a punch at one of them. I was expecting Brian maybe to throw a punch, but like you had such a resounding victory. Like, no, man. Like everyone was intimidated to this guy. Like, Jesus, this guy's gonna beat us all up. There's twelve of us in one of him. We're gonna lose. You know, like. Uh, you know, but I mean, yes, uh, we, we do tend to focus on conflict points, pre-planned conflict points. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it is much easier to do with the D and D universe and with the sci-fi universe than the modern one. Um, although, you know, challenge me, take it away. Somebody, you know, be like, ah, no, I, I've built a modern one. It's, it's tough when you're investigating, like, or you're moving through like a modern house the encounters like you can't use the pure white glade of flowers and you can't use the stuck in the mud because you're in a modern house so you have to come up with different things that could happen within a modern house that would encumber you and the first one that i can think of that comes to mind would be like the floor gets creaky or maybe you're stepping on a creaky part of the floor but now you always have to remember that part of the floor is creaky yeah or i don't know you guys are staying in a hotel the heat won't turn off you know but it, the the problem is in our modern world of convenience it's like well screw that i'm going to a different hotel <laughs> yes we, we, we're, we're a little spoiled for choice in in that regard so it's a little bit it's a little bit more challenging there in the in the modern world but there there's other times when you are out in wilderness even in the modern world in yes games when we could apply things like the uh, the random events table yes that, that he has here or or a series of random events to, to kind of pull up we have to be more creative we have to change what our positives are going to be I'm not going to say more creative because it would just be a different yeah uh, be a different type of positive that you can get out of it but it, it could then add to the delay that I'm having before I just put you into the next scene yes um it, it, it gives you a little bit of a a little bit of a respite as the GM to like your thinking wheels get to turn off just a little bit and just let the pre-planning wheels come <laughs> and go like, and you're attacked by a flock of birds. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeons of Chicago. Uh, they, they would be the ones to attack. They'll mug you. They will. They'll take your wallet. <laughs> Saw it happen. <laughs> happened to me. Freaking pigeon came right up. Give me your wallet, fool. Shit. Fuck you, pigeon. <laughs> They do, man. They're just like, hey, you got bread or money? <laughs> like, holy shit. But what I would do is, or I would suggest, is to take your random encounter cards here and then take them one step further. And then, you know, after you've got your random encounter cards, always add to the encounters. Yes. And remove ones that might only apply, you know, like you can't always get your foot stuck in the mud when you enter you got to make sure that it is it's tossed out the deck and it's tossed out the deck for a long time. 
yeah, it's it's got to be clear that that it's not happening all the time, um, and that you're not you're not re-encountering the same thing all the time. And then I would like I said I would put in more meaningful ones as time goes on. So I would start simple, mm-hmm. okay, and then I put more meaningful ones in, which might be able to make, um, you know, the force like a story potentially come out Ooh. of the forest. I got a good idea for a modern one. You hear church bells and feel enlightened. Uh-huh. Regain willpower. Thank you. Got to come up with something because, I mean, like, honestly, I think modern is quite possibly the most challenging environment. Again, it, it's it's rooted in fact, which is, is why it's I mean, It's such a society of, like, laws and, and options. and I mean, like, that's the great thing about sci-fi. I mean, like, yeah, your ship may have all the amenities and the nice things, but when you land on the planet of Tuan Kong... There might be only one freaking hotel. Well, I'll go stay in the ship. You're going to take a shuttle back to the ship every night? No, that costs gas. That's when your, you know, equipment, your quartermaster, just like, uh, sir, that would cost us $958 for every trip on that shuttle, and this hotel only costs 59 bucks a night. Sit your butt down. Do it right now. Um... You know, modern is just, it, it's its a challenge. And, you know, like, that's why I really appreciated this email um, because it got my brain turning, like, how would I do this in a modern setting? And I have to admit, I've already started. Oh, okay. So we're, thank you, Gary, for uh, for bringing the pain train to us. <laughs> yeah, Gary, uh, you have now uh, done this to Aaron and Brian. You've uh, definitely exerted your influence over them. Well done. Um no, but it, randomness is, is, is nice. Um, you know, if you can connect it to a bigger story, that's always great too. Um, sometimes it's nice just to have the random pop off, you know, just reminding the, the, the players that they're in a world with other people where they're not sometimes the center of attention, even though they should always be the center of attention because they're the players. Um, but you know what? Like, I mean, seeing two drunks duke it out in the middle of the street for the bar that you're about to go into okay we saw it we can choose to break it up we can choose not to break it up we choose to walk right past on those guys and 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 then whoop it on each other you know seems like a fair fight let them go <laughs> again that's always the thing that maybe you... your maybe your players will gamble on it <laughs> that's guy all... in the red shirt that's always the thing that uh, that you get to do there. So I mean, again, you can have that kind of morality play in the uh, the randomness of the encounters too. And I'd be interested. Uh, we can we can give you our, our deeper feedback of how it all works out when Jared decides to unleash it upon us. Yes, unsuspecting players. Yes. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to cover with this one? No, Jared? really. I think we we really covered what I kind of wanted to go over. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Gary, thank you again for uh, for sending us that email. Um, we do appreciate it. It was it's very nice. Um, and uh, you know, we're you know we're, we're uh, again something that just we wanted to talk about. We thought it, it deserved a longer look uh, when we got into things here. Um, but uh, if you like the podcast, you like the topics, uh, you like hearing us ramble about different things, go off on tangents. Uh, you know. Some, Subscribe to the podcast, give it to a friend, uh, give it to, you know, somebody else, you know, another player at your table. Uh, again, th- this is a good resource for them to kind of be able to do 
uh, their thing, and you know, and then learn learn the craft and try to try to get you know involved in the uh, the the GMing side of things. And not every you know we, we, we could talk about this in a future topic, but um, every player is capable of, of GM. Yes. Okay? Um, it's not that there's only a certain subset of people that are good at doing the GMing thing. GMing is something. It's it's just practice. Just practice. No, no one's great when they, you know, first kick a soccer ball. It takes practice. So, so we'll keep trying to put those tools out there for different people. Uh, if you have a, an episode suggestion or uh, want to leave us a comment on the episode or or talk about different things, uh, you contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or we're on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. Um, and uh, we do have more stuff that will be added to this podcast. If it hasn't already been added to the podcast, we're going to get an intro song, an outro song, all that other good stuff. Yep. So the podcast is going to keep leveling up. We will make sure that it's leveled <laughs> up good. Uh, we're almost done getting all the stuff on YouTube. I've got like 20 more episodes to go. So, uh, Not Jared, bad. Uh, what happens if you find us on YouTube? Smash that like button. Just smash it. And uh, Take a bat and smash it. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if, if you like that medium better or you have a friend who likes that medium better, uh, please go ahead and check us out there. Um, but, anyways, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, for Jared, I'm Aaron. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week, everyone.